Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. <laughs> Where's that headset when you need it? Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you. Oilers Now. It's 1233 at Edmonton. Uh, the beauty of live radio. Uh, Brendan Ulrich's with us. Brendan, how you doing? What's going on back in the studio? <laughs> well, I said Bob uh, back in 10, and you didn't say anything, so I figured you were good. That was my bad. All right. Uh, yes, indeed. We are live at the Syncrude Oil Country Championship presented by Akon, and it is the opening day of action uh, for uh, this part of the tour. We we just heard from uh, Tour President Jeff Monday. A little bit later on uh, from Lynx Marketing, Darcy Anik will tell us a bit about some of the events in and around uh, the course of this week and uh, the importance of volunteers and those sort of things to making it happen. We'll also hear from George Cunningham, who's one of the top uh, golfers on this tour. In fact, he just was at the RBC Canadian Open last week. He had his highest ever payday, so I guess he was buying for the fellas $37,742 U.S. Not a bad week uh, work uh, for a week, which is kind of in the range that uh, Mark Spector's at uh, weekly with Sportsnet. As we go to Stauffer Inspector, presented by our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, live racing Fridays and Saturday nights at Northlands Park. Speck is in uh, Kamloops, where his breakfast this morning uh, uh, was derailed. Speck, how you doing? Oh, doing pretty well. Bobby, how are you doing? Good. Are you uh, are you over your negative experience from the morning? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I've been writing sports for 30 years, and it's the first time I had to duck under police tape to get out of my hotel this morning. <laughs> Apparently, I shouldn't laugh, there was an incident at the Denny's, which was right in front of the hotel, and uh, there was a significant police presence, but uh, it did not deter me, Bob, from rising and uh, getting to the rink this morning. Well, that's just the sort of trooper you are, and and you know, spec based on based on some of the columns you've written over the last few years, I actually thought police presence was going to be a prerequisite. So yeah, there you go. They, the funny yeah. thing is, there's lots of cops there, but none of them were looking for me. So I uh, consider that a good start to the day. Hey, Mark. Just before we, uh, you know, we we are at this uh, Syncrude Oil Country Championship presented by Acon. Uh, it's a it's quite a life these guys have, isn't it? When you think about, uh, you know, just trying to uh, feed the beast literally to to competitively work your way up from this tour, from the Canadian tour, the McKenzie tour, onto the uh, Web.com tour, and then uh, obviously onto the PGA tour. I mean, what a battle for these fellas. Well, the difference for me is, you know, we all covered, you know, different sports over the years, and there's some sports, like in hockey, you know, let's talk hockey because we're on a hockey show. If, if you're good enough and fortunate enough to make the organization, whether even if it's the ECHL, you go there, you take whatever paycheck they're giving you, you know what it's going to be, I'm not saying it's huge, but you do have a number, and then they arrive, you know, the team sets up the buses, and the team sets up the hotels, and you just get on the train and you follow that train around the ECHL, and if you're lucky, they send you up to Bakersfield, you know? But when you're a professional golfer or even like a, a, a you know a professional shot putter or track guy, it's all on you, right? These guys have to get to all these tournaments by themselves. They got to pay for their gas. They got to pay for their transportation. They often have to set their hotels up. Like it's a, it's a whole. They got to find sponsorship because there's no paycheck for these guys. Guaranteed. It's like being in the rodeo. Same thing. So they're dedicated, and it's a tough goal, man. And God bless them if they get to the PGA and make that real money. They've earned every penny of it, I think. 
We're joined by Mark Spector, Bob Stoffer with you. And Oilers now again, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing Fridays and Saturday nights at, uh, or Fridays and Saturdays at Northlands Park. Spec today, Rob Dom, uh, yeah. who uh, we both know and a terrific coach. He coached the second most games in University of Alberta history next to Claire Drake. He actually, uh, he and Her- Ian Herbers have the two best winning percentages of all the Golden Bears coaches. And people forget that uh, Rob took over a sub-500 hockey club back uh, when he came aboard in the summer of 1995. Named to the U of A Sports Wall of Fame. Um, it- it's interesting because, uh, you know, Claire Drake and Billy Moores are sort of the beloved guys. But if you look at the one-loss records and the domination, like in the last five years that Dom was at the U of A, Rob, uh, or Mark, uh, his team was ranked number one over ninety percent of the reporting period. So let's let's say I, I think there were seventy to seventy-two rankings periods, and the Bears were number one sixty-six or sixty-seven of those weeks. Wow. Um, which tells you, you know, people say, well, why didn't he win more? It's it's a single elimination uh, yeah. championship tournament. They lost three games in overtime where they outshot teams uh, and then ended up winning, the you know, his last year in 05. But he won three titles in the last seven years. Is is he the guy? I mean, we're both, you know, from the University of Alberta. Is he the guy that's maybe the most underrated in terms of his sense of accomplishments? You know, because Claire Drake's the legend, because Bill Moores is beloved. Is Rob a, a little bit underrated, you think, by a lot of hockey people out there because he's had an extensive post U of A career. Oh, no question. I mean, I'm going to say this. You take the job that used to be Claire Drake's. You take the job that used to be John Wooden's, right? You take the job that used to be Tom Landry's or Chuck Knoll. You're signing up to be underrated, Bob, <laughs> right? You're going to be underrated because everyone who thinks of those pro of the Pittsburgh Steelers thinks of Chuck Knoll. Everyone who thinks of the UCLA Bruins thinks of John Wooden and, and Claire and Billy. I mean, it's just how it's going to work. So if you get past that, and now you start talking numbers here, those are just incredible numbers. And and the the description and the tribute to what a, you know the success that Rob Dom presided over is spoken best when you talk about those the rankings and the reporting periods. You're right. You go out to Atlantic Canada, you outshoot a team 42 to 15, and you lose in overtime. That stuff, that just happens, and it's unfortunate. But it's the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, man. That team under Rob was just the best program in the country week after week after week after week. And, and you know, that, to me, really tells a tale. This guy... He had it figured out, and he knows how to run that program. He was a fabulous coach and, and has had no trouble finding work in Europe for many, many years since, right? Currently coaching in Israel, he worked with Manny Viveros, uh, uh, Viveros on that uh, Austrian team in the Olympics in 2014. Um, and now Ian Herbers, after a three-year uh, tenure with the Oilers, back at the U of A, Ian's record, 119-19, and 19, which was the same record as Nick Saban uh, at Alabama before before the start of last year. So you know you're pretty good when that's your record. Uh, and, he, and he won national titles his last two years. And Serge Lajoie off to uh, the, uh, the Kamloops Blazers spec. I was going to tie this to you. You knew I was going to do that. But Serge... Here we go. Serge uh, off to Kamloops, which is where you are. Serge is going to be the head coach there. Um, 
with Dan Kordick, who was his assistant with the U of A going with him. Those guys uh, have known each other for a long time. And I, I just want to get to, uh, you know, Canada's World Junior Team. We're going to talk about the Olympic event a lot in coming days here. But just a thought on uh, on being in Kamloops and what you're seeing with that World Junior Camp and that Summer so- uh, summer Junior Showcase that's taking place in Kamloops. Well, I, I wish I could tell you more because I haven't seen play yet. I arrived yesterday. There was no games. Uh, no practice even, and they've got a game this evening, and I'm very much looking forward to watching. Uh, looks like uh, Olivier Rodrigue, well, he is one of the two goalies tonight. He's the veteran one, so he'll no doubt get a half a game at least. Yep. The Oilers draft pick, right second-round pick last year. Um, I'll watch him tonight. I'm looking, it doesn't look like Evan Bouchard will play tonight, but he'll play tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, this is just typically... Like, here's the difference, okay? Everybody sends their teams here. The Finns send a very weak team because they've got a lot of their best players have been over to Canada several times this spring. They basically spare some guys the trip. But when you look at Canada and the U.S., Canada brings like 40 guys here. They keep 40 guys here for the whole week because the parity among the 40 is so strong. Our 40th player is still a really good player. The States brings 40 guys here. They cut 17 and sent them home halfway through. And the reason being that they can, when even the mighty United States, when they look at players 30 through 40, Bob, they look at some guys and they play them for a couple days, they go, no, this guy's never making this tournament. So Canada is so deep. You know, again, they're kind of like the Bears, right? They may not win the gold medal game every year, but they're so deep. You watch this team practice, you watch them play. Like, there's just, I don't care who they pick out of these 40, this Canadian team in Vancouver and Victoria over Christmas, it's you know it's a tough, tough team to beat. Well, this is going to be an event that Edmonton and Calgary or Edmonton and Red Deer host again here in a couple of years. It was about, what, 2012 that the World Juniors were in Edmonton. Of course, we've got the Holinka in 2018, 2020, and 2022 in Edmonton, the Holinka Gretzky Tournament. And, Spec, there's 11 players out of the Western Hockey League on that team, like a heavy WHL yeah. representation for the team Notice this year. That. So, um, just back to, uh, you know, the, the event that you're going to be covering here, the three Edmonton Oilers players. You mentioned the goaltender, Rodrigue, who many people thought was the best goalie in the draft this year. Uh, and then, obviously, Evan Bouchard and uh, Ryan McLeod. Specific to Bouchard, is it a possibility he's not on the Canadian World Junior Team? Because at that time, he's still at the Edmonton Oilers? Is that out of the realm of possibility, do you think? Well, it's, uh, you know, I, I was I would ask the young man as he gets him immersed in this camp, and you know, you got to remember this is a, the world junior has risen to a point, Bob, where every kid grows up dreaming of playing in the NHL here in Canada. But I think a lot of kids grow up dreaming of playing in the world junior for their country, and you know, Evan Bouchard just got drafted. I believe he is still eighteen. I'm just looking at his birthday here. Uh, yes, he's still 18. It's uh, October 20th is his birthday. So here's a kid that, of course, he wants to make the NHL. Like, that's what we all want to do. But I'll tell you, man, I would think that you'd want both. If I'm Evan Bouchard, I'm 18 years old, I'm a first-round pick. I know I'm going to get my shot in the NHL, right? I'm going to get my shot for sure. Boy, I'd like not to miss the World Junior. Boy, I'd love to play, right, for my country here in Canada, in Vancouver, at Christmas, like... I'm not saying the kid's not going to turn, you know, he's going to play for the Oilers if they want him. I'm sure that he will. But there's got to be a little voice in the back of Evan Bouchard's head saying, oh, boy, would it be fun to play for Team Canada, the World Junior. Wouldn't it be? 
Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one for the Oilers to see where they're at because I think sometimes people forget spec. Like they sit there and they look at the Oilers' defense and they go, it's not good enough. But the same defense was good enough two years ago to win 47 games. And we had Cam Talbot out here spec at the uh, Syncrude Oil Country Championship presented by Akon out at the Petroleum Club for the uh, the Pro-Am. And, uh, y- you know, he's obviously part and parcel to any success. So I'm going to shoot you a number, okay? okay. He's, career ni- he's a career 19, eight, 918 save percentage. Yep. If he's 918 if he's this year, do the Oilers make the playoffs? Yeah, I think that he, he uh, I'll, I'll kind of turn that around. He needs to be 918 this year if the Oilers are going to have a chance to make the playoffs. Generally speaking, teams with goalies that, where it's below 910, they're not in the playoffs. So, he, you know, he's the goalie, man. He's a prerequisite. The goalie has to be excellent for your team to be excellent. And, yeah, I'll tell you that. If he's, like, remember, if he's 918 now, I think he was 919 going into the season last year. Yeah. Uh, so let's round things around, Bob. Let's call him a 920 career goalie just for the sake of having a round number. You know, you give me the Oilers and a 920 percentage uh, goaltender this season. Yeah, I think they're there. If they don't make the, they will be in the playoff hunt in the final week with those numbers. You give me a guy who's going at 908 or 910. No chance. That guy, no chance. No chance. Well, obviously, there's going to be some other factors to it, and penalty sure. killing was. You know, penalty killing was part of it, and Cam has to be your best penalty killer. It is interesting to know what the Oilers did once Todd McClellan took over that PK from February 1st on. Uh, Five of the last six years, by the way, for the Oilers, or not for the Oilers organization, but five of the last six seasons that this guy's been an assistant coach in the NHL, this guy being Trent Yanni, his teams had top five penalty killing units in the National Hockey League. Does that reinforce yeah. the importance of getting specialists in roles as assistant coaches? Well, I, I, listen, I'm sure, absolutely, because, you know, special teams, you know, the, the PK doesn't win you hockey games, but it can lose you hockey games, right? And the power play can win you hockey games. You get two power play goals in a game, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I bet you win, you know, in the 90th percentile of those games. So here's what we saw with Cam Talbot last year. A whole bunch of cross-crease, tap-in, backdoor goals that nobody saves, right? No goalie saves that puck. But then what happens is the game's three minutes old. He's already down one nothing. He goes into the game with his confidence isn't great, and there's a dent in him right away. And his game suffered from that. He would then, you know, maybe let one in that you wish he could have. And before you know it, if the other team's got most of the way to the three goals it takes to win an NHL game this year. So... The Oilers have to eliminate the go- the goal that the goaltender has no prayer on, right? That backdoor, uh, pass the puck right through the box goal that Cam Talbot just didn't stop enough of last year, and frankly, no goalie stops enough of those. So if they can help Cam with that goal, I'll bet you his mental state will improve to the point where he helps them a lot with a bunch of other goals that went in last year that I think he is capable of stopping. It's 12.47 in Edmonton. We're going to step out for a minute. When we come back, Mark Spector is going to tell you how he ranks the Canadian teams to start the season. You can text us at 6.30, Join the conversation anytime on our Westlock Ford text line. This is Oilers Now, live from the Syncrude Oil Country Championship, presented by Akon.
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It's 12.50 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, the Petroleum Club, live on location for the Syncrude Oil Country Championship presented by Akon. A little bit later on, we'll have George Cunningham, one of the top, uh, top golfers on this tour. Join us uh, after we have Colin Campbell on from the National Hockey League. He's Coming into town for the Center Ice Summit next week, the Ivan Holinka Tournament. Mark Spector is out at the World Junior uh, Summer Showcase up in Kamloops or down in Kamloops. Uh, Speck, um, great expectations for Canada every year. By the way, Speck, I, I didn't think Canada would win last year. Uh, they cut a couple Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights uh, first-round picks. Cody Glass, who I was told was as good as anybody was in the Western Conference. He was sixth overall. He didn't make the team. Uh, they didn't keep uh, Nick Suzuki either, Speck. And then they turned around and had a couple second, third, and fourth-round 19-year-olds on the team. But they won. <laughs> so that's the beauty. You talk about that depth for Team Canada. That is the beauty of the situation, isn't it? Oh, there's just, you know, again, to me, it's, you know, everyone has hot prospects. And certainly the kids coming out of the U.S., uh, you know, there's always a Swedish defenseman or two. Uh, the Finns have given us some really high-end players, man, at the top of the draft. Yes, he played RVB and one. He was the MVP in his World Junior year. But to me, the, the inherent advantage for Canada is, you know, our, probably our prospect pool 15 through 40. Right, we've we've just got more good players to choose from, and, and at the senior level too. Go to the Olympic Games, right? Look at our fourth line at the Olympics compared to the Americans' third and fourth lines, right? It's always way better than theirs is. So that plays out here at the World Junior. In the end, we've got depth. We've got more guys to pick from. I'm not saying they win every year. They don't win every year, but uh, I would bet them every year over a long period of time. And if I did that, I'd come out with money ahead, wouldn't I? Uh, depending upon how much you pony it up for each and every year. Yeah. Mark Spector joining us. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing Fridays and Saturdays at Northlands Park. Spec, all right. So let's get to the, the question that I posed before we went to break, uh, just in terms of the evaluation of the uh, top seven. Well, the seven Canadian teams, okay? And I'll give you mine first because okay. uh, I, wa- I want to be consistent and hope that I remembered it day to day. So I've got Winnipeg 1. Toronto 2, Edmonton 3, Calgary 4, Vancouver uh, 5, Montreal 6, and Ottawa 7. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how I rank them, 1 through 7. Pretty uh, good. I'd like to get, yeah, I'd like to get... Do you agree with that? Or well, I'll bring it in, I'm going to bring it into... Like, to me, your top two picks at this point have to be Toronto and Winnipeg. Winnipeg and Toronto. And we can debate. You know, the one thing about Toronto is... And the one thing about Winnipeg is Winnipeg's that team that had a whole bunch of guys that had career years last year, right? You know, Liney scored 40. Uh, Connor, uh, Kyle Connor scored 31. Lars, uh, Lars uh, Nikolai Ehlers, excuse me, scored 29. 
right? Morrissey took a huge step in the back, and Hellebuck emerged as this fabulous goaltender. You know, we watched the Calgary Flames a few years ago when they had everyone have career years. They fell right off. The Oilers had a bunch of guys with career years two years ago. They fell right off. So I don't think that Winnipeg's in that position where they're going to fall way down and not make the playoffs. But I'll be interested to see how they bounce back because the history of teams with numerous guys and throw Blake Wheeler in there who had career seasons, they tend to drop off. Whereas the Leafs, uh, they added a couple guys. I don't see a group that completely played over their heads last year. So I'm going to say the Leafs are going to be the best team this year. I'm going to go Winnipeg second. And then you well, get down to Edmonton and Calgary for me. Yeah, just, just but let's not forget, Toronto did lose JVR and yep. Tyler Bozak. They did, I mean, and Bozak's a big guy for them. Well, and, and JVR had 35-plus goals back. Yeah, there you go. You know? But so, uh, yeah, and, and they've got a very good coach. Um, I mean, I, I think Toronto's going to be top three in the NHL in goals four, right? Mm-hmm. The question is, is their defense? To me, Winnipeg's got a better defense, but Winnipeg plays in a tougher uh, division. All right, let's go yes, to Edmonton. That is also the, fair. Let's go to Edmonton and Calgary. The Flames finished ahead of the Oilers did uh, last season. The Oilers obviously beat them out the year before in terms of the overall standings. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me your thoughts on those two teams. Well, there you go. I've got Edmonton, you know, they're kind of two different uh, samples here. Edmonton has very much the same team as last season. Uh, But what they're counting on and what I expect is that a lot of guys who had disappointing years last year will have better seasons this year. They're coming to camp absolutely hungry to redeem themselves and reprove themselves. And I don't think you will see a more focused team, Bob, in the entire National Hockey League in October and November than the Edmonton Oilers. Last year, they'd lose a game and go, ah, that's okay, we'll get it back next time. None of that this year. This team watched it fade away last season. Uh, That will not be the case. I think they'll be hyper-focused in the first couple months to have a good start. Calgary, on the other hand, made a ton of changes, right? Look at their lineup from last year. They changed out a whole bunch of guys and then today bought out uh, Troy Brower. So, you know, they're a better team for the changes they made, Bob, but they're not the same team coming back. They're a completely different team that's going to have to re-gel and they're going to have to fit some new people into some new places. So, you know, it'll be very interesting to me. I think evidence starts better. At the end of the season, does Calgary catch them? Uh, to me, it's a toss-up. Who's a better team right now? See, to me, it's interesting because the Flames, I think, were propped up for the, the, through the first 60 games by Mike Smith. I don't think, you know, that okay. top flight that top flight defense, we just got a texter from Killam, texting us at 6.30, 6.30, says that exactly. Bob, Mike Smith's a year older here. And yep. uh, th- that defense that was that defense that was supposed to be all-world, it never really came to fruition. And I, I'm, like, I'll trust Bill Peters. He knows Noah Hannafin. But to me, Dougie Hamilton was a pretty good defenseman. And... Uh, Maybe there needed to be a change of the dynamic. Well, we'll, we'll, I think, you, right? Yeah, but I think Troy Brody will be better this year. He had a bad season last year. Uh, Troy Brody? No, sorry, Brody on defense. TJ Brody, you sure? TJ, I'm thinking of Troy Brower. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. I think TJ Brody, who's an excellent player in my esteem, yes. uh, who had a subpar year last year. I think we'll see more out of him. Yeah, he had uh, some personal challenges off the ice, too, to deal with, you know, yeah, okay. that were pretty so, significant. So Right. He's, he's a nice player who will bounce back. So, And listen, if, if, if your synopsis, Bob, is if Mike Smith isn't good, the team's not good, well, I can say the same thing with every team in hockey. If Freddie Anderson doesn't play, 100%. the Leafs are sunk. If Hellebuck's no good this year, forget Winnipeg, right? If Cam, we yep. saw what happened last year when Cam Talbot's game took a dip. 
so long Oilers. So uh, Mike Smith is older, and I do have concerns about his injury status because he's an older guy who's been hurt, and that's never good in goal. But if he stands up for him, Calgary will be good this year. Mark, I'm going to leave you with this. i got Colin Campbell coming on uh, up hey. next at 105. Is there anything specific that I should be asking him from your perspective? What's the number one sort of pressing query you would have for Colin that we can work into our conversation or narrative? Isn't that interesting? Uh, what I want to ask Colin Campbell about? Well, I want to ask him about the, the league's concussion protocol of where that's going and the inconsistency with it. How do okay. they solve it, right? How do they make it better? How do we still we still have guys playing, banging their heads and playing, which I never quite understand how that works. I'll be asking them about the offside rule and whether or not the and spirit I, of the the spirit yeah. of the rule has been taken and away. That's, you know? that's the next thing I'm going to say. I would ask them about the foot hovering over the blue line sure. by a half an inch. That to me is also uh, I just I've I've chewed on it and thought on it and think about it. And, it's not right, right? It's just not right, that rule, and I think Coley would agree with that. I'd love to know how he's going to figure that one out. All right, great stuff. Uh, Spec, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Stoffer Inspector every Thursday on Oilers Now, presented by our friends uh, over at Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing, Fridays and Saturday nights at Northlands Park. Spec, enjoy your time in Kamloops. We'll see you out at Westlock Ford next Thursday. All right, looking forward to it, Bobby. You bet. 12.58 in Edmonton. We are live at the Syncrude Oil Country Championship uh, at the Petroleum Club. Bob Stoffer with you. We will go to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back at 105, Colin Campbell, from the he's a former Oilers defenseman from the National Hockey League. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.